No, right now we're talking about Passover, and this is something that is going to be celebrated tomorrow, and it's something everybody can celebrate. Oh, and I hope you do. I hope one day, one year, you just uh, make that decision and begin as a family to sit down and, and have that Passover meal, and uh, it's really not complicated. There's so many people out there and all over the internet, just the basic things you need, and of course, all of that's a, I put all of my notes uh, each year. Uh, up on our blog, and also all of, everything we've talked about this morning, include that big announcement at 8 o'clock, we'll put on our podcasts uh, later on this <laughs> afternoon, and uh, we will have that forever as well. And uh, we that way you can go back and listen if you need to to grow in things. You can look it all up, and you can watch all the different pieces that are in there. So uh, I'll actually tell you before we're done today, probably in that 10 o'clock hour, I'll be telling you, breaking down the pieces of the literal Passover Seder. But let's talk. We was talking Passover. That's not really the real word. We use it, and I use it because uh, you understand it that way, and it's clear. But let's dig in a little bit into the Hebrew. Exodus 12, God says, I shall pass through the land of Egypt on that night. And I shall smite every firstborn in the land of Egypt from human to animal. And I will see the blood on the doorpost. And then this word, fasakti, you. Fasakti. It's F-A-S-A-C-H-T-I in, in English. If translated from the, or transliterated from the Hebrew. So it's commonly translated as, and I will pass over. However, it's such a rare word in the Bible that its translation is kind of uncertain. At the time of Jesus, the word was translated as, I will have compassion or I will have mercy. But in it, it's also often translated as to protect. So in Hebrew, it's really just three letters. We, what you would look at as a P, an S, or an X, depending on the time you're looking back. In ancient Hebrew, it would have been an X. Uh, and then this letter that is the, the CH sound, whatever, I, or just that guttural. <laughs> yeah, <it's, laughs> I need water to make the sound. Uh, it's a primitive root that can mean to hop. Like figuratively, to skip over or to spare, to hesitate, to limp, to dance, to halt, to become lame, to leap, or pass over. So where in the world did we get this word from, from those letters? Well, it was William Tyndale who invented the English word Passover. The reformer and translator is really the true father of the English Bible. Tyndale was the first to translate the Bible into modern English from the original language of Hebrew and Greek and provided the basis for the King James translation and everything else, really. But if we go back much further than Tyndale, the original word that became Passover was that P-X-C-H in ancient Hebrew, not Pesach, because the letter S in Pesach is incorrect because ancient Hebrew had no letter S. It was actually an X. The original sound of the letter now called Samech. So the first letter is Pei, P-E-H or P-E-Y. It became the Greek word Pi, which became our common letter P. Well, picture an open mouth. It means, yeah, mouth. And by extension, word, speech, or breath. So the pay speaks of the spoken word of God. All right? That's that part of the word. The ancient, that X-A-N or X-N or the current Semek, means to lean upon or uphold or to support like a prop, supporting, upholding a tree to enable it to weather storms safely. So the picture of that letter, every Hebrew letter has a picture. It's a thorn or the laying on of hands 
on the head of a sacrificial animal like a bull. You cross your wrists. Because Greek came partly from ancient Hebrew, the modern Hebrew letter Semech is equivalent to that Greek letter XI, or English, it's literally the, the letter X. In Greek, the word Christos, Christ, begins with a letter that CH, right? Christ. That's the X. So the second letter of Pesach, the S, essentially speaks of the Christ or the Messiah. He's actually part of the very word Pesach or Passover. The third letter in Pesach is that CH sound, that guttural sound. The Hebrew number and letter for eight is Hek. It means change. Its pictograph looks like a wall or a boundary. So think about this. Here are a few walls that are unique in Passover. The door covered in blood became a wall that the destroyer could not, would not enter. The Red Sea became a wall to hold back the water to let the Israelites walk through. God becomes a wall of fire to protect them from the Egyptian army. Due to the rebellion, the promised land became a wall the Israelites could not enter. Forty years later, Jericho was surrounded by walls that could not stand against God. Beyond Egypt, what does Pesach mean? Well, the spoken word of God by the Christ brings change to a wall or a boundary. See, in Egypt, God's anointed mouthpiece was Moses. He spoke, God brought plagues. But we know Passover was always pointing to Jesus as the lamb. Since Jesus was the word of God and Christ is the Passover lamb who takes away the sins of the world, then something that Christ said is actually the real essence of Pesach. So what's the last word that Jesus said? Now, of course, in English, it's more than one word. It's, it is finished. Uh, to Telestai, to Telestai. So when he said it, the curtain door wall was forever removed between God and man. It's a huge word, right? So Pesach isn't about the angel of death in Egypt, just about that, but about the Son of God destroying sin and death for humanity. Still death, but it's bigger than Egypt. See, we've been given authority from Jesus for such a time as this. What we do affects our authority, empowers our authority, or steals from our authority. So the third letter of Pesach, that CH, means change or a wall. So what was God communicating through these letters of Pesach, Passover, all through the years? The spoken word of God, the Christ, change to a wall or boundary. So when taken together becomes something like this, the spoken word of God by Christ brings change in a wall or boundary. See, because we are speaking of Pesach, we know the wall in question has something to do with what was causing separation. And there was two such walls. The first wall was sin that was separating us from God and God from us. The second wall occurred late on Pesach when the door of blood became like a wall to keep the destroyer out of the homes of the Israelites, which would allow them to find freedom in a relationship with God that would physically set them free from slavery in Egypt, but also spiritually set them free from sin. Coming up. We'll look at the words above the cross. How profound mm -hmm. were they?